Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that online at fellowshipgj.com, or if you are a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through the Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's message. Good morning, Fellowship Church. Come on and stand your feet. How many of you know we serve a good God? Come on, we serve a good God. Thank you. 
Jesus, your name cannot be overcome. Jesus, your name is a light. Your name is freedom. Your name is power. Your name is love. And Jesus, you've given us access to every part of you. You died on the cross to give us access to you. And where your name, your name means everything. Praise be to your name, Jesus. Your name sets captives free. Your name loves us unconditionally. Your name is above all, is for all. Your name. So Father, right now, for every single one of us that needs freedom, every single one of us that needs more hope, that needs more love, that needs more joy, we declare your name because if we don't need lofty words, we just need you. We just need you, God. So we declare your name over us, Jesus. We declare your name over our households, Jesus. We declare your name over our hearts, Jesus. We declare your, declare your name over our workplaces, Jesus. We declare your name over our lives and we, we bow at the foot of the cross, God, because you are what it's all about, Jesus. Lord, thank you. God, as we come to you and surrender, and we come to you in worship, I pray that you can open our eyes to see the things that you want us to see. Open our, our hearts to be able to hear and our ears to hear the things that you want us to hear, God. I pray, Jesus, your name, drown out the attack of the enemy. Drown out the voices of the evil one. And let us hear you. Let us see you. Let us feel you. Open our senses up to you, God. You are holy. You are Lord in this place. You are Lord in our homes. Jesus, we thank you. We love you. And it is for you, God. We give this shout of praise. Amen. Jesus, come on. So good. Woo! Isn't he here with us today? He is. Man. Oh, I bet you feel them at your homes too. For those of you joining us online, for those of you in the room, go ahead and say hello to somebody. Grab your seats. For those of you at home, thank you so much for tuning in with us. We are so happy to see people from all over the state, country, and world attending our services with us. So if you are attending online, you're at home, wherever you're at, let us know. Let us know where you're at, what state you're in, what town you're in. If you're, if you're out with family because of the holidays, let us know. And then let us hear from you during service too. Engage with us online. We have pastors that want to be able to pray with you and people that want to be able to hear um, what you're getting out of service today. So thank you so much for tuning in from wherever you are tuning in from. For those of you guys that are maybe visiting us or if this is your first time uh, experiencing Fellowship Church, whether you're online or in person, I just love to say welcome. And if you get your phones out and text the word fellowship to 94,000, that gives you direct access and uh, a little link between the staff here at the church and you. We'd love to be able to hear from you, contact you throughout the week, as well as give you any information that we have here at Fellowship Church, all the different programs, classes, courses. We wanna be able to get that information in your hands. So if you text the word fellowship to 94,000, that's a great way to do that. Wow, God is definitely in this room right now. And it's really cool to be able to worship him and to be able to do that in a place, whether you're at home or in here. And I love that as we continue this uh, worship of God, it, with tithes and offerings and giving to him because giving to God is a way that we can love him back. There's a story in the Bible that I recently had just got popped back up on my radar again. I was talking with Pastor Sean about it um, on Wednesday. And then last night I was reading uh, the Bible with my daughter and her little storybook Bible. And we read this story as well. And it's a story in Acts 16 and 17 when Paul and Silas are beaten, they're thrown into prison. And then while they're in prison, so they're in like prison, they've just been beaten and they're caged, they are in chains, and they just start singing, they just start praising God. And it's crazy to think about just that in general. Like, you're in the deepest, darkest, like, you are bound, but you start singing, you start praising God. And what happens in that story is an earthquake happens, and then all of a sudden, the chains fall off, the doors um, of the prison go open, and all of a sudden, all of the prisoners are, are basically free. Any of the prisoners, whether they knew Jesus or not, could have left that place, but they stayed. Every single prisoner stayed. And God gave them a presence of freedom that was more freeing within the walls of the prison than outside. That the freedom of God 
can give you such freedom that you could be in prison but still feel more freedom. And I wonder how many of us in our financial lives have felt like they're, we're in prison. There's been many times that I've looked in my life in the past, and I'm like, we were financially in prison. We were bound. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't do anything. But a way that we can worship God is to give. And I submit to you that if you give, even in the midst of that, you can feel freedom that you've never felt before. And this is from my, my, my personal story with my wife and I, where we just like, there's no way that the numbers should make sense. And we still gave in the midst of that. And then all of a sudden it just works out. Like the math doesn't add up, but God's math is different. His bank account is limitless, right? And whether he stretches a car to last longer or a gas tank to all of a sudden get full or a random gift that may come to you from a family friend or something like that, he will make it happen. That's a promise in scripture. And so I encourage you guys, as we, um, if you are in prison, if you are in this place where financially you feel bound, I wanna pray a prayer of blessing over you and your family. And we're gonna lift and we're gonna declare the name of Jesus over that because his name is higher and where his name is, there is freedom. So if you have um, a, a person you know, someone you know, a family member, or if you yourself need a financial blessing, if you just lift your hands up with me in prayer. Jesus, God, thank you so much for the giving hearts in here. Thank you so much for those of us that, um, God, that, that are in this place, just wanting to be close to you. We just want more of you, God. And so, Father, I pray if there's someone in here that needs a financial blessing, whether they're at home or they're here in person, God, bless them, Jesus. I pray that you can just uh, lay your, your hand of blessing on them financially, open, a, open up those floodgates and bless the gifts that are coming in today, Jesus, because giving is a way that we can love you back. God, we love you and we thank you. In your heavenly name, amen. All right, so there's a lot of different ways to give. You can give online. You can give um, through the offering boxes in the lobby. But as we are drawing close to the Christmas season, man, it's just days away now. Christmas Eve services here at church are gonna be awesome. I also wanna draw your attention to Sunday right after Christmas Eve, we're gonna have service again. So sometimes we, uh, in the past we haven't, we are gonna have service right after Christmas Eve uh, on that Sunday. So please join us, um, whether online or in person. And here are a few other things going on here at Fellowship Church. Church family, here is what's going on at Fellowship. In just four days on December 24th, we're gonna be holding our Christmas Eve services. We're gonna have three viewing opportunities to make it as convenient for you to be able to watch or attend. The three o'clock service is going to be in person as well as online. Our five o'clock service is going to be in person as well as online. And then at seven o'clock, we're gonna do a special online only service. We want you to be thinking about who you can invite to one of these services. To make that a little bit easier for you, we've created these cards with some information as well as our contact information. You can pick one of these up at the info center or pick a few up to be able to hand out to coworkers, friends, neighbors, family members, anyone who you think would like to join us. Some exciting news is that there has been some changes on capacity limits statewide for churches. What this means is all restrictions have been lifted, so we're allowed to have as many people as we can safely have in the building. So if you are comfortable, please, Invite friends, invite family to come join us for our Christmas Eve service, as well as every Sunday service after that. We would love to have them. Once again, thank you so much for joining us in person and online. Enjoy the rest of the service.
remain standing with me for just a moment while we speak to him together because we're in the presence of God. So Jesus, we, we thank you for your holiness. We thank you that you are unchanging. We thank you that, that you love us and we thank you that you came down to be with us. And God, we recognize the, the, the greatness of that. We recognize your love for us. So we just want to thank you, God, and we want to praise you. And today, uh, we want to lift up the name of Jesus. You tell us in John 12 that when Jesus is lifted up, you will draw all men unto you. So that is our prayer today, that Jesus would be lifted up, that this is not just another sermon. This is not just another Christmas time of year. It's nothing. No, what happened was that Jesus was glorified and people were changed because of it. So God, we invite you to speak to us now, whether this is our first time in church or this is the first time listening online or this is the first time in a long time or maybe we've been here for 60 years. God, we pray that you'd speak to us and it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Let's give our God a praise today. I want to invite you to go ahead and take a seat now. Make yourself comfortable. I wonder, do you like who you're sitting next to today? Could be an awkward question. If not, don't answer, you know. We're getting ready right now. We are in the middle of the Christmas season, getting ready for the Christmas season. In, in many Christian circles, it's, it's called Advent. 
It comes from the Latin word Adventist, which is simple. It just means coming. So in this time of year, we, we celebrate the coming. Christians all over the world are celebrating the first coming of Christ, and then we are celebrating with anticipation the second coming of Christ. And that leads up to the Christmas holiday, that, that that's what we're doing. We're celebrating that, that he came because, and this is the reason why, is because the greatest gift of Christmas is not something that you're gonna find underneath the tree, but the greatest gift of Christmas is the one who came and died on a tree for you and I so that we can live. Because I don't know about you, but I'm glad he came down. I'm glad he came down. I'm glad he came down because since he came down, my life has gone up. Since he came down, my mind has gone up. Since he came down, my emotions have gone up. Since he's come down, my, my relationships have gone up. My, my hope has gone up. My joy has come up. All because he came down. So I think we should just pause for a minute and praise God for the fact that he came down just to bring our lives up. He loves us. And see, we've, we've been speaking a little bit about the plans of God. In Jeremiah 29, chapter 11, the last couple weeks, we, we talked about the fact that God says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for good and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. And today I wanna talk to you a little bit about the plan of God, because Christmas shows us the fact that God has the ability to execute a plan. And not just the ability to execute a plan, but here's the good news. God watches over his plans to, to see them come to fruition, and he will do it for hundreds of years. He will do it for thousands of years. Christmas shows us this because hundreds of years before Jesus was born, hundreds of years before Jesus came down, there was the prophet Isaiah who said, for to us a child is born, to us the son is given, the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Hundreds of years before God began executing the plan of what he wanted to do with mankind with, through his son Jesus, he began announcing it. Saying, guys, I, I want you to know I got a plan. I got a plan, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start showing you how it's gonna happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you that, that I'm sending my son hundreds of years before he even started caring about who, where, and when Jesus would be born to. He said it was gonna be to a virgin. He even said that this was gonna be, that this would take place in a town called Bethlehem. Hundreds of years before he was born, Micah, the prophet Micah said, but you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, whatever that says, you're supposed to just say it with confidence, but I totally lost confidence there. <laughs> Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come from me one who will be ruler over Israel whose origins are from old, from ancient times. What am, what am I telling you today is I'm telling you that, that we've been talking about the plans of God. We've been talking about the fact that, that God sees things through to fruition. And what does Christmas show us is Christmas shows us that God will watch over his plans. And if he did it for Jesus for hundreds of years to make sure that the timing was right, that it was announced, that, that everything was going to fall into place so that he would be in the right place at the right time to fulfill the good work that, that Jesus was spent, sent to fulfill. Don't you know the good news is that you are, if you are a child of God and you have a relationship with Jesus, God will do the exact same thing with for you. That before you were ever born, he was already working on his plans for you. And man, you might be thinking, well, I've, I've screwed up, I've messed up, things don't look right right now. Man, don't you know after the prophet Isaiah said, unto us a child is born, people are like, where's this kid at? All right. Unto us, the, the, a son is given. Okay, where? It looked like there was times, it looked like there were seasons where things weren't happening. Oh, but God was at work. 
And don't you know God is at work and he can fulfill his plans in you, in your life. And that is good news. That's good news. So what is the plan of God? If he says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you a hope and a future, then what is the plan? This is the simple plan that God lays out for us in Scripture and that we celebrate in Christmas and we celebrate in Easter time. We celebrate all throughout the, the year is we celebrate the plan of God was that he would send his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, that he would come down from heaven and die for our sins so that we wouldn't have to pay the penalty for those sins. And then he would raise again so that you and I could be raised to life and we could trade places. It's called propitiation of sins, that we would trade places. So, so God goes, I, I, I will take... Uh, all of your sin and place it on my son and he will pay the penalty and I will take all of his glory and all his righteousness and I will place it on you so that you can stand in front of me clean and holy and good and changed. That, my friends, is the plan of God. Do you understand what that means? I wonder, have you ever gone anywhere just to get to the destination and realize you missed the one thing that you needed? Like, I don't know, I know a lot of people haven't been traveling much this year because of all the restrictions, but like, uh, have you ever got onto an airplane and it's like, you were ready, you had Netflix loaded on your phone, you got movies ready to rock, you get there, they're closing the airplane door and you realize your phone's almost out of battery and you don't have a charger. You're like, I had everything I needed except for the one thing that really mattered. Or it's like, you go out on a date and, and, and here comes the bill and you reach through your wallet and you realize, I don't have my wallet. It's like, I can't pay for it. And, and, and some, I know some of you guys right now are like, I don't pay for my date. Are you kidding me? That's probably why you don't go on very many dates. Amen. Just saying, just made something to think about, okay? But it's like you had everything except the one thing you needed. Right? I can remember a couple years ago, my father and I, went on a hunting trip, and uh, I gotta tell you, we get excited about this all year long. We, we plan for it, we, uh, we start weeks in advance, we start prepping, and we, we pack the Jeep up with all of our gear, and I'm telling you, we were ready, because we have some friends' property that uh, we've been hunting on for years, that they've let us come up and, and hunt on, it's been a very special thing over the years. Now, I remember we were getting ready, and we did, we did it all. We got, we got all of our gear into the Jeep, and weeks ahead of time, we're, we're packing coolers and gear bags in and all this sort of stuff, and we, got, we, we started picking up food, and then we went back to the store, and we started picking up, uh, like, donuts, and then we went to the gas station and got gas, and then we had to stop and get some Twinkies before we left, and then, like, then we go to another gas station because we forgot the Snickers and the Fun Dip, you know, and, like, we, we, we packed up. We were ready. And I remember that we were pulling up to a specific gate at our friend's property and, and I hopped out of the Jeep and I started walking towards the gate and this gate had a combination lock on it and it was locked. And all of a sudden I remembered, wait a minute, they called me and they gave me the combination lock and I wrote it down and, and I blew it. I forgot to bring the one thing that I needed to get onto this property, the one thing I needed to get here, and I, and, and you, I did what you and I all do when you blow it. I, I immediately started blaming it on my father. I was like, hey, where's the combination to the lock? He's like, don't you put this on me. I put gas in the Jeep, and I got two boxes of donuts. This is on you. So you start hiking, right? And I wonder, have you ever got to the destination just to realize you were missing out uh, you missed the one thing that really mattered, as it is with our world, that you can go through life and you can prepare and you can gather everything you think you need and you can, you, you can try to put in all the extra work and the charitable events and the, the good works and the, the church attendance and you can try to help old ladies cross the street 
And, and you, can, you can go through life and you get like, man, I was listening to all these sermon podcasts. I tuned in and I live streamed. I was there at church every Sunday. I served. And you can get to your destination and find out that you missed the one thing that really mattered. And that one thing is Jesus. I'll tell you, heaven is not a kindergarten class where you're gonna show up and there's gonna be a poster on the wall with a bunch of gold stars and you'd be like, look, this was my church attendance and, and, if you, and this is when I helped old ladies cross the street and this is when I gave it a little bit extra in the offering plate where it's like if you have enough gold stars, you're gonna get the pizza party at the end of class. That's not how it works. Like, heaven is a, a very simple question. How, how, do, how do you get to heaven? Well, God is gonna ask you two things. He's gonna ask you first off, what did you do with my son? And then that is gonna answer the question of whether or not you make it into heaven. The what do you do with my, my son? I believed in him, I trusted him, I received forgiveness. Then come on in. And then he's asked you the second question, and that second question is now, now what did you do with what I gave you to do? But I, I think so many of us miss this. We miss the fact that the, it, it, we get it backwards. We think, well, I, if I do all the good stuff and I help all the people, and I, it's like I'm packing the Jeep. I'm getting everything ready. I'm ready to go, but we can't miss that one thing. And Jesus said, guys, don't miss it. Let me make it clear. Let me make it simple so that no one has the excuse of going, I didn't know. You need to know. You need to know that Jesus said it this way. He said it so very clearly. He said, for I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. The Son of God says it this way. I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. It doesn't say, no one comes to the Father except through me or if you attended enough Sunday services or if you were kind enough or if there's some sort of weird scale in heaven where it's like, man, there was this bad that weighed this much and this good that weighed this much and like this balance thing. It's like, that is all human philosophy and human nonsense because God comes into the picture and goes, no, it's simple. You want to make it to the heavenly father. You want to make it to heaven. No one gets there except through me. What is the plan of God? The plan of God is that Jesus is the way. He is the way. And man, I am thankful that he's the way. Because I don't know about you, but I am so glad. I am so glad that it has nothing to do with how good I live my life. Because <laughs> That gives me a deep sigh of relief. That's why they call it the, the gospel. Gospel means good news. That gives me a deep sigh of relief that this is good news because if it was based on how I act, let me tell you something that I know. I wouldn't make it. And here's the truth about the person sitting next to you. They wouldn't make it either. Because every one of us, we fail. Every one of us struggle. Every one of us have what the Bible is called, called sin. The Bible says, for, for no one is righteous, not even one. Do, do you fit into the category of being someone? <laughs> the, the Bible says that, that you're not righteous. On your own, by your own works, you're not righteous. So, so his plan is that he decided to send his son to come down. And his son lived a perfect life. And he died an innocent man as a sacrifice on a cross to pay the price and the penalty for your sins. So that if you receive that gift, here we are at Christmas time talking about receiving gifts. If you receive that gift and say, Jesus, I, I, I trust you, I believe in you, I believe you died for me, and I believe you rose again. You can have a home forever in heaven. You can trade your sin for his righteousness, and you can have an eternity with your heavenly Father. That is the plan of God. So this is what I wanna ask you, this is what I, this is what I wanna tell you. What do you do with that? What do you do with the God who loves you so much that he sent his own son to die for you. He sent his own son to, to die for you. Three things, okay? You might write these down, you might text them to a friend, you might like post them on Instagram, whatever you gotta do to remember this, but three things 
First off, you embrace it. Second, you live it. Third, you share it. Number one, you embrace it. You embrace the fact that, that, that God loves you so much he sent his son to die for you, that he cares. You know what that means? That means you're a big deal to God. That means he cares, he cares more about you than, than we can even understand because I think we don't even stop to think about what does it actually mean that, that, that God loves us this much? What does it actually mean that, that, that he would send his son to die for me? Because that's crazy. It's crazy. That, like I, I, I like a lot of you. I would even go as far as to say I love a lot of you. I love you guys. But you know what? I have two beautiful, young, confident daughters, and I'm going to tell you, um, there's no conversation that will come up where they would come into the mix of whether or not I would let them pay the penalty for anything that you've done. Because I, I love them. So we're talking about a crazy type of love where God is saying, I love you so much that I took my son and put him in your place. I took my son and punished. So you might as well embrace that. You might as well say, okay, you know what? If God loves me that much, then I'm gonna start living life a little bit differently. I'm gonna start embracing the fact that I must be a big deal to God. You know, and it causes you to walk with a little extra swagger. If you can just get that deep down into your soul that maybe no one, maybe it feels like no one else likes you. Maybe it feels like you struggle and you keep having failures and stuff like that. But you, you just remind yourself, I'm a big deal to God. He cares so much for me that he gave me this. You gotta embrace, you gotta embrace God loves me this much. And it, it, it doesn't seem fair. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Doesn't even seem right, but apparently I'm a big deal to God. You gotta embrace it, number one, and then number two, you gotta live it. Live it, and when I say live it, I mean live. I mean live your life. Christ said, I came to give you life and give it to you abundantly. One translation says, I came to give you life and give it to you to the fullest, that, that this is not just about salvation here on earth. Uh, our salvation for when we die, we, we go to heaven, but we, our salvation also affects us here on earth. That he wants you to live life, not just to have a decent life, but to have an amazing life, an abundant life, a fulfilled life, a life full of hope and full of dreams. So I'm, I'm here to tell you, if you are going to receive and embrace this gift of God, you've got to live it. You've got to start living again and dreaming again. I know for some of you, you've let some of your hopes die. You've let some of your dreams die. But he said, no, 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 no. Uh, I came down to die for you and then I rose again to a resurrection, not just so that we can get together and celebrate on a Christmas service or an Easter service, but so that you can have your dreams resurrected in life. So that you can have your hope resurrected. So that you can have your marriage resurrected. So that you could, could, could live again. And some of you have been waiting to live your life. And I'm here to tell you that God wants you to live and he wants you to live now. Man, there, there's times, and I'll just be honest, there's been seasons in my life where I felt like I was living. Like I, I was living purpose, right? I, I, I was getting up every day, God, what do you want me to do? And I was looking with this conquering attitude of what can I complete today? But there's also been times in my life that I feel like many of you are experiencing right now where, where the shift took place to where then I was getting up and just almost with an Eeyore type attitude of going, I just hope nothing bad happens today. I just want to make it through this day without making that mistake again. I just want to make it through this day without getting in another fight. I want to make it through this day without like pointing at number one at someone while we're driving down the road, right? Like I just, I just want to make it through the day. And, and no, 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 God is saying, listen, I, I came to give you life and life abundantly to resurrect your dreams, to, to, to get it to where you start to have purpose. And when you start to embrace and live out a life with God, it's an everyday walk with God. Do you realize you can talk to him? You can, you can experience life with him and this changes your purpose it changes what it looks like to live life because if you're getting up every day and it's like I just got to go to work today 
and pay the bills. That looks a lot different than, than, than the attitude of getting up going, hey God, what are we gonna do today? How are we gonna affect the world for change today? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to, to, to bring a different atmosphere into this place? Do you want me to speak up or do you want me to shut up? Do you want me to tell this person about your love or not? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And then you start to work into, walk into your workplace where you're going, now I'm on mission. I'm not just getting through life hoping to make it through the day in survival mode, but I'm getting through the life with a purpose and the mission of going, man, God put me here for a reason, and all these people around me might be jerks, but he put me right in the middle of these jerks so I could show some love because maybe he put me here for a reason. You gotta live it. If you're gonna embrace it and live it, you might as well do the third thing and that's share it. See, I love my wife. I love her. I see you, baby. I see you, girl. You fine. Just hey, scoring points for later. Take, take, take notes. But I love her, and the truth is, you don't have to speak to me for very long before you know that. Why? Because I talk about her. And, and when you love someone, you talk about them. I, I find ways to bring her up in conversations. Like, it's, it's, some, some of you might think it's weird, but you'll be like, I went mountain biking last week. I'm like, once my wife and I went mountain biking. Like, we weren't talking about your wife. I'm like, well, I'm talking about my wife. It's like, because, why? Because when you love someone, you want to talk about them. You want to you share with them. See, it's not contrived. And when it comes to a relationship with God, when it comes to receiving uh, what he's done for us, then it's not like, well, since I'm a Christian, I must go out and follow this three-point plan of how I should speak to strangers in the mall about how they should come to know Jesus, or I should stand on the street corner and yell at people that they're going to hell with a bullhorn, or I should like... No, nothing weird and nothing contrived. When you love someone, you just talk about them. And the more you spend time with your Savior who loves you, and the more you spend time with the God who said, I love you so much, I am gonna send my son to die for you and raise again. The more you realize that, then you can't help it. Then you're like, man, about every little thing, you're on the side of a soccer field and you're watching the sunrise and you're going, man, it's beautiful today. Can't you believe that God's creation and how he's done this and how he's just doing this to show his glory? And people might be looking at you like you crazy like what are you doing talking about God right now like kids are playing soccer but it, I just love him I can't help it I just talk about him and he comes into every conversation and then it's like you're at work and it's like well I feel like God was leading me in this direction he's giving me some peace and people are looking at me how are you making it through that struggle well he's just he's walking with me now God's coming into all these different conversations and it can't even get to the point where you start like you eat a good cheeseburger and I like, take a bite and you're like oh thank you Jesus right it's like he comes into everything. So, what do you do with the plan of God? You embrace it, you live it, and you share it. And what I want to do to end this service today is I want to just ask everyone right now to, to take a moment of reflection and evaluation and just ask yourself what, have you ever embraced? what Jesus has done for you? Have you ever embraced that like, we come to get together and we celebrate. I mean, sometimes there's a group of us and I'm, I'm not picking on anyone, I'm not being hard on anyone. Like, it doesn't matter your, your attendance chart, your gold stars, but there's some of us, we only come around Christmas, we only come around Easter, we only come around every once in a while and it's like we, we can miss the fact that like we think maybe if we're living good enough that's gonna do it when you say no, no, no I paid the price for you all you have to do is believe in me believe that I I died on the cross for your sins believe that I rose again confess with your mouth that I'm Lord you, you do this you're gonna receive salvation you're going to receive forgiveness and I know that there are many of you in here that that you haven't done that there are many of you online right now that you're listening to this someone sent you a link because they love you and 
and, and you're watching this and understand this is by appointment. You might think just randomly some bald dude's head popped up on your screen and you're listening. Understand, there's nothing random about it. This is an appointment right now where God wanted you to hear this message because he wants you to know that he loves you and he sent his son to die for you. And you might be thinking right now, it's like, well, maybe it's time. And you feel this tugging and this wrestling in your heart like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. And, and the Bible tells us this. Jesus, or God said in, in the book of Hebrews, he says, if you hear my voice, don't harden your heart. And you could be hearing this right now, wrestling, and what God is telling you, don't harden your heart. Don't shut down to, to my invitation to you. Don't, don't shut down to the voice of God saying, it's time. It's time to just receive this free gift. But you don't know what I did. He knows. And that's why he sent his son to trade places with you. But, but what if I screw up in the future? He knows. And that's why he sent his son to trade places with you. Some of you listening as well, some of you even in this room, you, you might have felt like you've been a lot closer to God in the past, but man, you've wandered away. Something we all struggle with, something we've all dealt with. It's part of being a human. That like, we do life right with him for a while and then we wander. He compares us to sheep. Right, because what does sheep do? It's like they follow the shepherd for a while and then they're like, oh look, I'm gonna go this way. And they, they wander. And, and maybe you've been wandering for a while and you're like, you just, I've wandered, man. Well, just understand, this is an appointment. This is not an accident that you're listening to this right now. So I wanna end this service by giving you the opportunity to pray a prayer and ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. So the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It tells us in Romans 10 that, that if you believe in your heart, or if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's as simple as that. Do you believe that, that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and can you confess with your mouth that, that, that he's the one? He's, he's my savior. I'm not just gonna keep it secret, but I'm gonna share it. I'm gonna let other people know that my trust is in him. So I'm gonna pray right now so no one feels left out. I'm gonna ask everyone to bow your heads and close your eyes. And on the count of three, I'm gonna just ask if that's you, if, if you need to pray and ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins right now at home, close your eyes. I'm, I'm gonna just make this real personal real personal, if, if you know that you need to either come back to walking close with Jesus or you need to make him your Lord and Savior and receive this free gift that he gives you on the count of three, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand and then we're gonna pray together. So one, Jesus loves you so much. Two, there might be a wrestling in your heart, but he says, don't harden your heart to me right now. Three, raise your hand right now. Everyone that needs to get close with our God. Thank you so much for your honesty. Thank you so much. God sees this act of faith. He sees your, your heart and your trust. Those of you at home, he sees and he's with you right now. So I'm gonna ask every person to just repeat this prayer after me before we close this service. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. I believe you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins, to pay the price for me, and that he rose again. So I ask you to forgive me and to be my Lord and Savior. Please give me a home forever in heaven and the best life here on earth. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I wanna congratulate those of you that prayed that prayer for the very first time. I wanna congratulate those of you as well who maybe you prayed it before, but this is your time saying it's time for me to come back. Now, does that mean you're not gonna struggle? Does that mean you're not gonna screw up anymore? No, you're human, you're gonna fail again. And in any relationship, what you do, you make a mistake, you just say, God, I'm sorry. And that's how much he loves you. So as we get ready for Christmas, we look at the plan of God. We look at the fact that he came down so he could lift you up. I love you, church family. Have a wonderful week.
We'll see you Christmas Eve. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you've not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. You can repeat after me, Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life, and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this, in your precious Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us here at the church at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. If this is your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, please click the first time link located in the description below the video. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week for our online services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m.